Moms Unscripted is a production of Mops International. If you'd like to find a group near you, go to mops.org forward slash group search. If you'd like to start a group, go to mops.org forward slash start a group. All right, everybody, we are back for season two. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Fun to be together. I enjoyed y'all last season. I did too. Joe, <laughs> Joe, we were laying in bed and he's, last night he's like, I listen to your podcast and I love it. Oh. <laughs> he's been binge listening. So. Is he trying to get some points? Or Probably. Did he I mean, I, I mean, consider him telling the truth. So yeah. he would have been like, mm, y'all need to work on that. So I appreciate <laughs> that it came from from Joe. Joe Arioto. You know, I, during the season one, I was always mentioning those two guys that were earning a lot of extra points. <laughs> Turns out one of them was actually Mandy's husband. <laughs> I love your podcast. That's awesome. It was fun, y'all. Smart man. Mm-hmm. I know, right? He is very it's a strategic smart. affirmation. Yes. Okay, today we get to talk with Annie Downs, and we're going to talk about her new book, What Sounds Fun to mm-hmm. You. But I thought, let's start by asking each other. What sounds fun to you? So as you guys know, I grew up in Southern California, which has no seasons whatsoever. And I live now in a really small town in central Virginia, which has the most perfect four distinct seasons. And Mm. right now we are in fall and I live in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And you can get on the Blue Ridge Parkway and drive and see the trees. And it sounds really fun to me to get a really hot coffee and go drive the Blue Ridge Parkway. And I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take my kids and the dog and do it. Doesn't that sound better? Oh, so fun. Seeing the leaves change, it it does something to you. It like soothes Mm -hmm. your soul or I don't know what it is, but yeah. Yeah. We went up a couple weeks back and it was amazing. Um, I bet the Blue Ridge Mountains don't have anything on the Rockies. Oh, well, but the Blue that. Ridge has the range of <laughs> colors, Jay. So I might oh, come on. have to go yeah. with, with the Blue Ridge. Mountains. And it's not yeah. as high as elevation, so you don't have to work for your air. <laughs> so it's you a little bit more pleasant. Almost die. This is not like a treacherous <laughs> oxygen situation yeah. like yeah. the Rockies. Yeah. Oh, so no, man. I'll send you guys a picture. Yeah, and then you have to. Vanilla. Then you can you, diss it, okay? Yeah, we'll I, compare. I'm convinced that everyone that actually lives at the high elevation that we're at just has like some weird sadistic thing about like trying to work for their oxygen. Like it's weird. I don't understand it. What looks, what sounds fun to me is um, I've been craving s'mores lately. I'm sure it's because the weather is changing. I'm a huge s'more fan and we only obviously get to, we can do it more often, but once a year and I am looking forward to winter. I love the winter. Um, Mandy hates winter, but I love the, when it snows, my neighbors love me because I, after I shovel my garage, I shovel our driveway. I shovel their driveway. Oh, you're a saint. And we, and we have a snowblower and I'm like, that's the lazy way. I'll get out and shovel and I'll be out there for hours. But I love, I love shoveling snow. I I'm looking forward to winter. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think Kristen and I actually did what sounds fun. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to put some boundaries around that because y'all, <laughs> that, y'all be, yeah. y'all have dirty minds. Yeah. You know where we'll go and, with that. Yeah. Yeah. And also all you listeners, I know, I know what you're thinking. Um, but the, uh, this Sunday, we obviously have a nine month old now and our lives have just been absolutely insane over the last few months, especially with, um, traveling to MomCon 
get your tickets next year, mompsda.org slash momcon. We all so got to, to be, be there. in September, person together. September 8th through the 10th. In San Diego, San Diego. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so join us there. We'll all be there. Uh, but basically, yeah, our lives have been crazy. And so, and I was very appreciative because normally it is me, the instigator, but Kristen just said, you know what we're going to do is we're going to put the kids to bed early and we're going to order from a fancy restaurant. You're going to go pick it up. We're going to bring it home wine and everything. We didn't turn on a TV. There was literally no sound. We put the dogs in their crate. So they, and literally we just sat at the dinner table talking for like two hours while we ate. And then of course we had, along with our fancy dinner, we had to get the Chili's molten lava dessert. So that was a separate little thing that we brought in to eat. But it was, it was one of those weird moments where we haven't had two hours together quiet two hours where we can just enjoy good food and good time together. And so like, that was just a very, that, I don't know if but that was fun because w- it had yeah, to be because totally. it's so unheard of these days that mm-hmm. you sat still enough to do that. Yeah. And yeah. we did the responsible thing. We put our phones, like our phones were away so we couldn't mm-hmm. be distracted. Like we did all of the things that you needed to do, but it was all in coordination and all with purpose. And yes. so that was just, that was very fun to me because our lives have just been so crazy that that gave us an opportunity to just enjoy each other again. That's really good. Oh, I love that. I like ordering in too. That's mm-hmm. fun. Well, because normally when we order in, it's like you DoorDash the- Yeah, so like Chipotle. The, exactly. Like some cheap or fast food thing. And it was like, oh, this fancy restaurant, they actually deliver? So yeah, are you we're saying the molten that. lava from Chili's and your fancy restaurant that you ordered from was Chili's? No, oh. we got, we ordered that separately <laughs> because the molten lava. chocolate is just too good Yum, that yeah. it could be sold probably at a yeah. fancy restaurant, but you can like heat it up yourself and pour car- caramel or caramel, so depending on mm-hmm. how you say it. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. That sounds fun, Matt. All right. The thing you, that Mandy? sounds fun to me. Well, tomorrow night we are flying to uh, California to do two things. One, we're going to go climbing in Joshua tree, which sounds fun. But second, I'm going to get to see my college kid. So that sounds so fun. I cannot wait to get my eyes on him. him No. So it's been two months and I just am like, he's probably going to look like a new person. You've grown like a man. He's been surfing. I think he's like all bronzed up and like, I'm so glad you get to see him. Do you guys talk a lot during the week? Yeah, at first. So mm -hmm. it was really a difficult transition. So I limited myself. I've told someone else. I limited myself to two texts and one FaceTime on the weekend. So that's like the extent of how much I could communicate. Because I was like, I want to text him every single day. Two texts a week? Yes. Wow. Well, Because I had to limit myself. Because I'm like, I could be texting him every day. Right? And then I thought, how often did I communicate with my parents in college? maybe once a month. Like mm-hmm. what are healthy boundaries here? Yeah. <laughs> Too much uh, access. Yeah. Like I want to smother him, but I know I shouldn't. I bet he appreciated that. So, but yeah. now we, it's more frequent, but I just felt like I had to set up some personal boundaries because otherwise. And did you like that. consult Joe? Like, no. you're like, does this feel like a good list? Or no. would he? <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's like, it's fine. Just text him whenever. And I'm like, no, this is not okay. <laughs> this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm looking, so glad you get to looking see forward him. to. That sounds fun. All right, you guys. Uh, let's talk with Annie Downs. Super excited about this. So Annie F. Downs is a New York Times bestselling author, sought after speaker, and successful podcast host based in Nashville. She's engaging and honest and makes readers and listeners alike feel as if 
They've been longtime best friends. And in addition to hosting her podcast, That Sounds Fun, which has received over 50 million downloads, her That Sounds Fun podcast network is experiencing rapid growth, having recently signed podcasts like Lauren Aikens, Ben Higgins, and Carlos Whitaker's podcast. And as the author of multiple best-selling books like 100 Days to Brave, Remember God, and That Sounds Fun, Annie shoots straight and doesn't shy away from the tough topics. But she always finds a way back to the truth that God is good and that life is a gift. And he's a huge fan of laughing with friends, confetti, soccer, and boiled peanuts. I, I don't even... Do you guys... I, no, but I want to... Boiled peanuts? I try them now. Wait, you've never heard of boiled no. peanuts? Oh, yeah. oh, it must Southern. be Southern. Okay. Is it like they're in the shell? Are or? they soft? Do they still have a crunch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. They're just... They're peanuts not in the shell. Not in the and shell. Just been boiled. Okay. So I don't know. Do, yeah. Um. Are they salted? They can be will or you, not. Will you Choose send your us some? Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, when I go on the Blue Ridge Parkway and see those gorgeous leaves, <laughs> eat some. Stop um, at a know, gas station. I will, I'll have enough um, oxygen in my brain to remember to get <laughs> some, <laughs> some boiled peanuts. So yes, yeah. I will. Okay. Perfect. Um. So she loves boiled peanuts. Especially from back roads, back road Georgia gas stations. So, you can read more about Annie at anniefdowns.com, and you can find her all over the internet at anniefdowns. Because you were Annie Downs for a long time. Uh, I've never been it. published as Annie Downs. I've always been Annie F Downs. Mm-hmm. I actually, before I was Annie F on Instagram, I was Annie Blogs because I wasn't going to mm. use my last name publicly for a long time. Um, but this other Annie Downs is the most famous quilt pattern designer in all oh. of Australia. What? Oh. No and so I get tagged. I can show y'all. I get tagged all the time on social media with quilting patterns. If you just look <laughs> at Annie Downs. It's incredible. And so it's um, so we are we're Annie F Downs everywhere because I want her quilting life to be everything she wants it to be. Wow. <laughs> That so, is the that best. Is interesting. Yeah. It is. You know what I sounds know. fun, fun Annie? Quilting. You know what sounds fun? Quilting. <laughs> Just look at it. Like, there's my book. Wow. Quilting pattern. And then, <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. So it is one of the funniest parts of my life. So I, I, I'm sure she's lovely and would love to be friends, and I would too. But um, we are two different Annie Downs, so that's why we're always Do you Annie have Downs. a quilt by Annie Downs? Like, has anyone- No, but someone has sent me a pattern okay. uh, that they had, that they created. I just don't, I don't know how to quilt. I know how to cross stitch pretty well, but I do not know how to quilt. So I have a that's pattern, awesome. but okay. I don't know how to make anything. Um, and what does the F stand for? That was my question. Okay. Uh, what we like to say is I might have been born just plain white trash, but fancy was my name. That's <laughs> Reba McIntyre line. So that's the easiest way to remember it. It's Annie Fancy Downs? No, but that's the one we say it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? Right, I right. know, it's great. It's great. That's crazy. Incredible. What if you guys had the same middle initial, like the name, oh, the I know. two of you? That yeah. would be very problematic. Yeah, like yes, Francine that would be harder. Or, yeah. <laughs> it already is. It's surprisingly hard for us living across the globe from each other. Right. Because her life right. isn't easy either, either right. right? Like she gets tagged in my stuff all the time too, sure. so it didn't. So I... I well, and the fact that she's like super popular and not like just a random, that's great. I love it. Yeah, there's a lot worse <laughs> things she could do for a living that yeah. I wouldn't right. want to share my name right. with her, but I'm very pleased with what I get to share my right. name with. That's awesome. Well, you could always add in that fancy if you need to delineate further. <laughs> that's what we know? do. That's, I mean, and yeah. it's also, it's worked out great because my, I've spent so much time talking about fun 
bit, I can always say. Oh, but, yeah, you know, for sure. That's so that great. Fun, for so sure. That worked out. You had to cancel the rest of your tour. I know that bummed you out. Yeah, we postponed it till the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, COVID just has its uh, pause and everything. Mm-hmm. And and when we had to make the decision, there was just a lot of problems with the numbers of cases rising and and there's just in every area, COVID can affect little things. Mm-hmm. And we just started seeing it just was very clear that we weren't going to be able to do the best job we could do mm-hmm. and give the best experience to the people in the audience that we wanted to give yeah. and give the best experience to my crew who travels with me. Yeah. Right. And and so we it was a it's probably the one of the top, maybe the top hardest, maybe one of the top two hardest decisions I've ever made. Um and our, but our team is incredible. And the promoter we work with, Transparent, has been incredible about it. And so we're getting ready to have the new dates ready to go and tell Good. everybody when we'll be where. And um, so, but man, heartbreak is heartbreak. And it has been, it has been really sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in Denver. Um, and okay. you, you were going to be here on October 22nd, I think. I know. Yeah. I was. Mm. So, and um, it. It, it, while we, while the dates of what, we're supposed to be tour dates are still happening. It is a daily reminder of like, oh yeah, I'm here today. I was supposed to be in. I'm here today. I, well, supposed to is not the right word. I We are all where we're supposed to be, but I thought I would be in Denver. I thought I would be in Portland. I thought I would be in New Jersey. And so, so yeah. it is. God knows more than us. And even in his providence, it may break our hearts. And mm-hmm. so, so it is. Amen. And yeah. you're right. It has affected, you know, obviously even with our event, it affected almost every area. Um, and we were yes. super blessed that, you know, as many showed up and were present and were blessed by it. Um, and, and you were there. Like, we always want to yes. know from the speaker's perspective, like, did you enjoy it? We enjoyed you being there. But what <laughs> was your you. experience like there? You do so many of those events. But MomCon mm-hmm. is the best one you've ever done. Let's just put it out there. Um, Great. The most, Thanks for saying what I can't yes. say. Okay. <laughs> <For handling laughs> so it, it was the bombest of bombs. So can you, was. what was the experience for you? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just loved it. I loved being in that room with so many people. <laughs> I love being with a lot of people. And so I loved that. I, you know, you're, you can't do an event and your life outside the event, not affect it Mm -hmm. and not play into it. Mm -hmm. And in what was going on in my life needed me to be at MomCon to receive some of the gifts I received of friendship and encouraging words and, um, and just time with people and meeting so many of the leaders and other speakers and the band. And I just loved it. I thought it was awesome that the group that runs MomCon is extraordinary. Yeah. And, yeah, we are. and so I was, I was just really <laughs> thankful to get to be in the room. Yay. I'm so glad. I was telling you before we started recording that we've heard from so many of the Mm -hmm. women who were there that they started to do prayer walks like you talked about while you were there. Will you just share like a little bit about your practice and what that looks like in your life? Yeah, I have just found uh, someone asked me this morning, if you could go back to before your first book was published, what would you tell yourself? And my first book was published in 2012. So it's been almost a decade. And I said, I would tell her, pray more and pray about everything. Mm. I just think there is, I I wish I would have invested in my prayer life a decade ago 
uh, in the way I'm trying to do now. And I'm doing it now because I, a decade from now, I don't want to say that same thing to myself. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. And, and one of the ways I've really found for myself to grow in prayer and to see prayer be effective is I, I'm a better prayer when I'm walking than when I'm sitting still. And so I, that's what I've started doing is, is getting out and not in my neighborhood, but in the rich neighborhood next to mine. Cause I like the house. <laughs> Look at all the houses. Yeah. Sure. I like looking at all the houses uh. and all the neighbors and, um, and just walking around and, and really praying out loud. I mean, I'm not hollering through another neighborhood, but I'm not silent. I'm, I'm talking, I've got worship in my ears or I've got a sermon in my ears or a podcast that is spiritually directive. And I'm saying, you know, yeah, Lord, that what they just said, I want to see you do that in the life of this person that I care about. Or I said, I want to see you do that in our city, or I've got a big problem. Can we talk through what, what to do here? And, and so I've just, I'm, I, I would never claim that I've figured out how to pray. I mean, y'all know this, but in the gospels, the only thing the disciples asked Jesus to teach them is how to pray. Mm-hmm. They were able to sort out everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't say, teach us how to preach, teach us how to make money, teach us how to treat our spouses or our family, our friends, teach us how to be around kids, teach us how to sail a boat. They didn't ask him anything. They said, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I'm saying that every day, I'm asking Jesus every day to teach me how to pray. And, and it doesn't mean I'm getting everything I want, but I am certainly feeling an effect in my heart and in my life and in my circumstances from praying when I'm walking. Oh, so good. Such so an important good. practice. I'm, I'm curious too, like as we think about practices and I loved what you said about how, um, what can you do right now that Mm. Annie in a year from now is going to benefit from? I mean, that is such an important thing to Mm -hmm. get curious about, Mm -hmm. you know, what are the practices that I can incorporate into my life right now that I'm going to benefit from that I'm going to thank myself for later. And so are there any other things that you are weaving into your everyday because you know in a year you're going to look back and go, thank you mm-hmm. for starting that practice now? Yeah. You know, I think one of the ways we process and get curious about that question is look at all of who we are. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, right? So thinking about your emotional health, your spiritual health, and your physical health. And, and can you do something every day that a year from a year from now, you will thank you spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And so that's kind of, that's kind of the questions I ask myself every day. So thinking about the winter and thinking about being inside, I'm currently sorting out versus being able to walk outside. I'm currently sorting out, okay, I have this, this practice that's been really important to me for the last few months. How do I continue that practice in the winter Mm -hmm. when I don't get home from work till it's dark and it's cold? And I'm not a cold person. I live in Nashville. I like being hot. And so so I'm, I'm working through how do I continue a practice so that a year from now, so that six months from now, I'm not looking back and going, oh, I did that so good when it was warm, but I didn't when it was cold. Um, so that's part of it. My going to counseling has been uh, a practice that's been important to me since 2013. And I see my counselor currently once every three weeks or four weeks. I, there are times where I see her every week. <laughs> And last week I said at the end of the workday Friday, I was like, do you have 30 minutes that we can process through this one thing? And we got on the phone mm-hmm. and I did a 30 minute session. And so I, I, I know myself enough to know that I am different, not 180 degrees different, but I am two degrees different than I used to be because 
of what I've invested in myself mentally and emotionally. And two degrees, if you start in Antarctica and you change your life, two degrees is the difference between landing in the U.S. and landing in Europe. Yes. And so two degrees doesn't look like a lot today, but it'll sure mm. be different at the end of the journey. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And yes. so I think making two degree changes, I learned that from on-site workshops here mm-hmm. in Nashville, this kind of intensive counseling experience you can go to. I went in 2018 and, and they taught me that two, two degree change. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for when I'm thinking about new practices and new ways to be emotionally, spiritually, and physically healthy. I'm not trying to be 180 degrees different. I'm trying to be two degrees different. Mm. That's good. That's right. So how did you first get into prayer walking? What, what brought you to that? Oh, when I, um, you know, the real answer is I started it real actively when I was on tour in June because I didn't have any private space. Mm. And so awesome. because you're on a bus with 10 people at a church full of staff, there isn't a real private spot for me to have time. And so in, and so what ended up where I would normally sit in this one chair in my house and read and pray and journal, I didn't, I needed more privacy than that. And I needed more out loud space than that. And so it started in June and it's just kind of continued throughout the summer and into the fall. <laughs> so cool. Necessity. Yeah. It, it breeds beauty as well as all the other things. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So Annie, you have a new children's book coming. This is your first children's book. Yes, it is. Called What Sounds fun. And what I love about this is the title is a question. I'm a big proponent of questions because I think what's buried in questions is the spirit of curiosity and how important it is to be curious when we are approaching our own lives, when we are trying to pull that out of our kids. Um, I, I saw some research that says that our curiosity peaks at the age of four and it declines the rest of our lives, but it's such an important part Mm. of who we are. And it seems like it's an important part of your work. So tell us a little bit about your book and then tell us a little bit about the role that curiosity has kind of played in, in, in you deciding this as the, making the title a question. Yeah. Well, for starters, I respect your science you found, but I really hope that's not true. Right. I hope I wasn't my most curious at four. I couldn't drive anywhere. Right. Like you could, <laughs> you know, it's a terrifying statistic. I was yeah. like, this can't be true. We have got to yeah. talk about this. Wow. Yeah. We need better. I need another scientist to tell me. I yeah. need two. I need two of them to tell me that. <laughs> Somebody's um, got to corroborate that. There's yeah. always one yes. out there to de- debunk. Right. The pre- yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to do <laughs> Good. that. You do it, Annie. Good. Um, so the title, What Sounds Fun to You, is a question that I ask at the end of every podcast episode of the That Sounds Fun show, where I say, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. So it was a very natural, after I wrote That Sounds Fun in the spring, or after That Sounds Fun released in February, it was very natural to finish the question. You know, because the book is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. So we titled the book What Sounds Fun to You. And the cool thing, Leanna, is that we have seen, I mean, I just got a picture of this yesterday that a fifth grade teacher read it to her classroom and then they changed the bulletin board in her classroom. And across the top, it says, what sounds fun to you? And every kid has drawn and written an answer to that. That's so cool. It's so cool. I like burst into tears. It's amazing. It is such a fun question to ask kids. Yeah. And, and when kids, when you, I mean, you're right, Leanna, when you spark a kid's curiosity, something sparks in us too, mm. as adults in the conversation. And so to me, the reason we, we went with that and the reason that was the title of the book before there was a book is 
is I want people to answer that question. I want to hear kids answer that question. We just did an interview. I interviewed um, 15 kids for my podcast, and they are actually all in the book. The illustrator, Jenny Poe, is incredible. I sent her. I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. And I sent her pictures of all my friends' kids. And so she drew them all into the book. It's unbelievable. So I brought all the kids into the studio oh. and I and I recorded them realizing for the first time that that's them in the book. That's so and cool. It, it, y'all, it's unbelievable. Were you sobbing? Yes. Wow. I mean, it was their faces oh. when they said, oh, that's me. Look, that's me. And there's Ben. And there's Kate. <laughs> oh my and, goodness. and so once they started seeing themselves, and this is the trick, you guys. Once they saw themselves in the book, they saw the other kids too. Yeah. And that is why it mattered to me that we have diversity by skin Mm -hmm. tone in the book, diversity by ability in the book. We have kids with hearing aids in the book, kids with glasses, kids in wheelchairs, every kind of hair, every skin tone that we could color. Because if you see you in a book, you see the other kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And And that mattered a ton to me. Yeah. And so that's been really, really fun. And that matters to parents who are being thoughtful about what their kids see in books. It matters to librarians when they're when they're putting books in their library for every kid in that school to check out. I, I could not bring myself to write a kid's book that would only fit in certain elementary schools. And I was like, no, I want every elementary school kid to see a, a kid who looks something like them in this book. Yeah. And yeah. so that sounded fun to me. That's what sounded Absolutely. fun to me. <laughs> making a book that any kid could see themselves in so that they could see the other kids too. That's just a, a world teaching, Annie. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. That that you you need to see yourself somewhere. Not mm-hmm. not just in a book, but in other places and spaces. That's so good. Yes. Did was it it was filmed? Um, yes, we recorded most of it audio. We have a little bit of it video, but it's mostly audio. I wonder, or was the, I wonder what the illustrator thought. I, she's going to be so taken by that. She's going to be so happy. I know we're going to send it to her. She, she doesn't know we've done it yet, but the little girl on the cover is a friend of mine named Kiki and Kiki. We recorded the video of her seeing that it's her on the cover. And it, so that is a, I mean, that's, a real sweet video. Oh, that's awesome. So awesome. I love it. You have to tell us how we can direct our listeners to that video because now everyone's mm-hmm. now everyone really is curious and wants to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It'll so be true. on my social media uh, when the book releases. So it'll be very easy to find on my Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And the podcast oh. will release for that episode releases on October 20th. And the book releases so. again, which date? The 19th. 19th. All right. So, so soon. Yeah. I know two of my, I have two, uh, sisters like full biological sisters and I release books on both their birthdays I'm like I'm very sorry happy birthday uh happy birthday hope you feel honored I'm very sorry that I've hijacked both of your days of birth you better be doing something real special for them that's right that's right here here's a signed copy of my that's right have it have it congratulations okay I love this question what sounds fun to you and there's no better group of people, I feel like, who need to ask this question to one another than moms. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I love the idea of asking our kids it. That sounds so fun just to hear what their answers are. 
But I'm also curious to sit down with my mom friends and to say what sounds fun to you because they feel like it's a question that moms think of last. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like what what sounds yes. fun to our kids, what sounds fun to our husband, what sounds fun to other people. But yeah. rarely do we consider what sounds fun to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Have you and guys normally what their answer is you just make it happen. Like exactly. what do you guys want to do today? Exactly. What sounds fun? So then that's mm-hmm. like yeah. our fun is making fun for other yes. people, which yes. is cool. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. also sometimes really important to sit down and think what sounds fun to mm-hmm. me. Yes. And actually the the thing I would also challenge you on is after you ask your, it's, it's actually fine if you don't execute what sounds fun to you, mm. because in the same way that having a conversation about, it's why we watch movies about love because it makes us feel something, mm-hmm. even if it isn't us in the Hallmark movie or in a Hallmark movie experience. We still feel something. If you can have this conversation about what sounds fun to you amongst moms, and if you, this is my trick, if you will ask why three times. So what sounds fun to you? Why? Well, because, so what sounds fun to you? Uh, I would love to go to the farm where my grandparents, that my grandparents used to own. Why? Well, I just loved it. Well, why? Well, I was there as a kid and I just have these great memories. Like what? And then all of a sudden, Mm. what you're actually doing is activating that fun memory and those fun things that, because our hearts long for eternity Mm. and, and what we, and when we talk about fun, when we dig into it, y'all will be shocked almost every time. If you trace fun back, if you say, what sounds fun to you, you trace it all the way back. Almost every time it's either down to your childhood, something you did as a kid Mm. or something you did with your grandparents. It is not stuff you did with your parents. It's not siblings. Almost everyone traces it back to something they did as a kid or something they did with their grandparents. And I think that's because there is a simplicity to those memories Mm. in general. Everything's a bell curve. There are people who've had bad experiences. I know. In general, these things trace. I mean, I've asked the question hundreds of times because of how many episodes we've done. And almost always it goes down to something from when you were a kid or something with your grandparents because because we long for that simplicity. Mm. And it I mean, so ask your mom friends. And yeah. ask that's fascinating. And, and you will get so to good. the root of the thing that matters most to them. Wow. I'm, I'm, what I love about that too, is it's like, how many times did you ask someone, well, if you had an hour to yourself, what would you do? And the, and mm-hmm. the mom, fr- the mom friend is like, I have if I had five minutes to myself, I have no idea what I would do. Right, yeah. So it forces you to kind of like check in with yourself and your own desires and your own yes. needs. And it's, it's more intentional than it sounds on the surface. Yes, that's right. That's, that's, but y'all know me, that's me, right? We're going to sneaky Jesus people all the time. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up because like, I, I, I loved the book. Uh, the illustrations were awesome. So I'm glad like you went through all that, the absolutely noticed the diversity and everything that was super cool, but I am really into um, conspiracy theories. And I think we're bringing up a conspiracy theory for your book is that this is actually for parents, isn't it? This isn't about kids. This is for parents. Nailed it. Well, yeah, of course, of course, because it is, here's what happens when you say to someone, what sounds fun to you? A lot of times they lead like this, Matt, they'll say, um, well, you may not think this is fun, but I love comma, or I don't know what you're going to say about this, or I know this sounds really dumb, but, and it's because we feel some shame around what sounds fun to us Mm -hmm. because in kindergarten, there was one cool thing to do on the playground and everything else wasn't quite as cool, even if that wasn't your thing. And so my hope with this book is that a, we can cut that off in kids before 
they get to be an adult where they can look at that spread out on a playground or look at that spread in a classroom or in the swimming pool and go, oh yeah, there's five fun things out here. I can do any of that and that's cool. So I want to cut it off for the kids so that they grow up in healthy appreciation of the way God made them different than everybody else. And when the parents read it and they see the way that they had fun as a kid, they go, oh, you know what? I was made different than everybody else too. And that's really good. Mm. And it's really important. And, and you reflect God to the world in a way no one else mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And so we need you to be you. So you're right. You, you be, I've been Googled everyone just a little bit. <laughs> well, and I mean, you, you hit the right market because, so I read to my five-year-old, we, we read a book every night and, but she picks the book and yes, she's picking the same book for about two weeks straight. <laughs> So yeah. you definitely got the right market in order to inspire parents to do fun things because you're going to hear it over and over. I mean, yeah. I, I will have it memorized. Yeah. In, yes, in, I hope in a few every days. five-year-old picks what sounds fun to yeah. you for two weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy. What are you, Annie, specifically curious about these days? Oh, that's a great question. What am I curious about right now? I, I love people and that's my number one curiosity. And so I am curious about some people that are in my life and some people are interviewing for the podcast. And I just love, I mean, y'all, y'all know me. I just love asking people about themselves. <laughs> I love knowing too much. I'm just very nosy. So I'm curious about that. I'm, um, I'm curious about the holidays in our family. I know this is a weird answer, but we're, our, my nuclear family is growing a lot right now with babies and new adults. And, and we're just in a season where of addition to our family, which is really awesome but it's going to make the holidays really different. And so I'm curious about how that's going to go. And I don't know if this has happened to y'all before, but a real good friend of mine and I are kind of in two very different scenarios, having the exact same experience. And we're praying for each other and walking with each other through it, but we're kind of having pauses at the same time and, and what feel like roadblocks at the same time and advancing at the same time. And so we're, we're both just very curious about what God's doing and why we're doing this at the same time, even though it's two really different stories. And I'll tell you, one of the, one of the ways I keep from getting frustrated in prayer and I keep from giving up in prayer is to just stay curious about what God is doing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel my feelings. I feel disappointed or I feel concerned or I feel my feelings. I don't hide those. But, but I also feel real curious of like, okay, God, if this is the best way you want to handle this, what is going on? Like, what is this? So those are the things that I'm most curious about right now. This kind of, this question kind of piggybacks on that, but like, have you ever been in a season where you felt stuck? And I'm curious if there's like women listening right now who are like, I just, I'm in this season where I feel stuck and I'm curious what God's doing in my life. And I just don't know what to do or what to think, or even, I just, I feel overwhelmed by the lack of pace. What would Hmm. you say? What would you say to them? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, if I'm stuck in one area, I'm doubling down on the places I'm not stuck. Mm. Right. So if Mm -hmm. I'm stuck relationally, then I am doubling down on work because that is an open door. Right. And that is a, I think it's paying attention to, are you stuck because you're supposed to keep knocking on the door while you're working on something else? Or are you stuck because the door is going to stay closed for now or forever? And so pay attention to the open ones. Hmm. Right. Hmm. And so, so if I'm, if I'm stuck on, if there's one area professionally that I'm struggling with, 
that I'm going like, man, I feel so like, uh, right here. So for today, what's something else I can put my energy toward and just ask God about opening that door. And so that's what I would say is look around and see what isn't stuck. And while you're asking God to open the stuck door, while you're asking God to get things unstuck, whether that's through fasting and prayer, whether that is through getting other people involved, whether that is through like working it out, however you want to work it out. Um, while you're doing that on the side, pay attention to what is available to you and what mm-hmm. is open to you. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I love that. Yeah. It's like flow. It's like instead of knocking your head against the wall, yeah. maybe see where the water's flowing. Mm. Yes. Totally. I was in church a couple of weeks ago and the pastor said, I'd never heard it said this way. Maybe you guys have, but he said, um, the two most essential components to human growth are curiosity and humility. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I was like, man, given today's climate and culture that especially resonates, but I just love that. I love that as we think about um, discernment with what doors are opening and closing in our lives, as we think about the people in our lives. Um, I don't know. Do you, What would you say about that? Curiosity and humility. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is it's such a funny, I wonder what y'all think about this too. It's such a funny thing to be people of faith because faith is being sure, sure of what you hope for mm-hmm. and certain, certain mm-hmm. of what you what do you not can't. see. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is insane, mm-hmm. right? That's <laughs> actually insane. And so last night I'm driving home from dinner and I'm, I'm saying to the Lord, I don't understand why this is going the way it's going. I think I know what I'm believing for. And I think I'm certain of what I don't see, but I believe that you know more than me. So if I'm off, change my, change Mm -hmm. the picture I have in my brain. So to me, that is, and I'm not always great at this. This is a example, just to be clear. (laughs) I'm like, let me tell you exactly how to do curiosity and humility. I'm like, no, I've done it a time. I 100% understand. (laughs) Right. And so I, I feel like last night I had this moment of going like, can my trust e- not only be bigger than what I see, but be bigger than what I want, mm. you know? And so that to me is the moments when I get to choose hum- humility is when I say, God, I have these big dreams I, for what I want. I, I can see this whole thing. I can see this whole thing. If that is not your picture, mm-hmm. start changing things out. Let's do something, you know? And so I, um, so to me, curiosity and, and humility also require imagination and trust. So good. I find myself in my life, maybe you relate to this very, I can get very fixated on outcomes and, um, I've learned in my life, especially when outcomes don't, don't turn out the way that I wanted them, or maybe in the time that I wanted them, or they didn't arrive in the packages that I wanted, um, that it changes your, your relationship with hope with humility, with curiosity, because we have to sometimes let go of like, I'm not sure where this outcome is going, but, or I can't, um, I can't necessarily, uh, order my whole life based on a certain outcome that may or may not be happening. And so, yeah, that's definitely, I, I get it. I get it. Also the jokes on us as humans, because when you do get the thing you want, you're still not satisfied. Right. Guess what? Like I hit New York times with that sounds fun. And we hit number six. And so then what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where's number three? If my my identity and my hope is in doing better than the last time, 
then I am always going to be unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. And so as a person, I'm always going to be unsatisfied. I ate lunch and guess what? I'm going to want dinner. Right. Like we're just (laughs) wanters. Even when you get what you want, you want more. Yeah. And so to me, that's that that matters in prayer because it's not like when you're finished. It's not like when God answers, you're done. Because then you're like, oh, oh, you mm-hmm. did the thing. And now there are troubles that came with the thing. That's right. And I did not know there would be troubles with the thing. Yeah. And now I have these new expectations that I'm going to, y'all, there's this verse. Y'all are going to love this so much. There's this verse. I think it's in Psalms. It says, give the Lord no rest until he's done the work. And I'm like, you sure you want to say that to me? <laughs> you sure? You sure? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I die and go to heaven, the Lord's going to be like, I need a day off. Because finally, <laughs> finally, I'm done with her asking me for the right, things. right. Because it oh, just man. doesn't end. And and again, y'all know this, but prayer is not about what you get; it's about connecting with the Lord. But it is about partnering mm-hmm. with the Lord to see the kingdom advance on our planet. So if you're not curious, if you're not humble, if you're not able to hold an open-handed the results He has for you, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on a lot of the fun of living a life of faith. I think. Is this, what I'm trying to tell myself. Keeps nudging at me as you're as you're talking. First of all, I don't know if I've grinned more in a podcast than I have in this podcast. <gasps> like my cheeks hey. are my cheeks you're are having fun. Um, I'm having fun. <laughs> um, but this this prodding keeps happening. I think with the trust part and the faith part, I don't think we then get the release of it. Like it, it, if, if we let God do what he's good at, you know, his ways and his thoughts, like the pressure off of us, right? Like we don't know what we're doing anyway, but if we would give him that trust, trust space and place for him to do what he knows is best for us, it's just Mm -hmm. better for us, you know? But I think we always feel like we need to give him, which he's totally open to that, but some input. And I always, I talk to God like he's, you know, cause he is, he's my homie, but sometimes yeah. he's like, Janelle, I didn't ask you for your opinion. And I'm like, yeah. but I just want to give my one little, he's like, Mm-mm, I got it already figured out, you know? And so if I just let him be God, mm-hmm. like the, the pressure off of me is actually better yeah, <laughs> for, for my right. health, for I my t- spirit, for my relationships, yeah. all of that. I cannot agree with you more. And The other thing that when Jesus says, here's a story to help you pray and not give up, when the persistent widow goes to the judge, Mm -hmm. the judge changes his mind, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And in the other story Jesus tells about not giving up, it's the guy goes and knocks on the door in the middle of the night and the guy won't get out of bed, but he Mm -hmm. needs food to feed the people who showed up. And finally, the guy changes his mind. Mm, Right. And so when Jesus was teaching us about prayer, he said, do not quit until this thing moves. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem is we don't want to do anything hard. Mm-mm. Right. You know, I mean, you know, no, right? like, no, it's like the one no. thing. Right. No. So you're teaching such a beautiful truth of like, be, go to God as a homie mm-hmm. and partner with him and what he's doing on the planet and do not give up until you yeah. see it. Yeah. And, and the holiness of God, right? It's like, he's my yes. friend. Jesus is my friend. So we can talk through, this is how, what I would like the outcome to be. Jesus, you cool uh-huh. with that? And if the yeah. answer is no, I still need to trust the outcome being his. Right. Like right. Leanna, right. with, with the outcome being, it's still going to benefit me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, and um, I'm not going to remember where this scripture is. Forgive me. But I, but it talks about the four types of prayer. And it's like, um, petitions and blah, blah. And one of them is thankfulness mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. One of them is thankfulness. And when I was listening to a sermon about this, 
last week uh, when I was out walking part of it, I was inside part of it, outside part. I just felt the need to really tell y'all the truth about that. Like I was inside for part of it, but outside. Part of it. Like the oh, you know, I went on a run. I went on a run. White lie for nothing. Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, Thanks for being honest but, about yeah, that. Very yeah, precise. I was inside and I was outside <laughs> listening to the sermon. And, oh my and gosh, Annie, really quick, Annie, really quick, Huck Finn. That uh, Huck Finn says, you cannot pray a lie. The theologian Huck Finn, yeah. you better be yeah. careful with how That's you're right. describing this. That's right. So I was inside and I was outside. Um, <laughs> and I felt so convicted that one of the four main ways we're supposed to approach God is in prayers of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. So even when you do not get the thing that you want exactly like you want it, I'm trying to say to God, Thank you that today you yeah. are in charge. Yeah. And thank you that even though this is, I thought this was going to happen like this today and it didn't. So thank you that you know more than me, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to quit asking. I'm not going to quit showing up and partnering with you to move the gospel forward in a bazillion different ways on this planet and any way we can be effective like that. But thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you yes. that you know. And yes. so it is that balance. It, being a human is so hard. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. so hard. Mm -hmm. And so balancing that, like, I believe you. And I believe that you, when we petition you and come to you, that we have an effect on the future in our prayer lives. Mm -hmm. And I trust that you know more than me. So I'm bringing the best I know to bring as today's Annie. Mm -hmm. And, and I will, I will ask until I see things change or until the Lord tells me to settle down. Well, Amen. and I think you, Amen. you actually gave a perfect picture in that in order to grow, it's not it's not actually making goals. It's changing systems. It's changing what you oh, do in your yes. life. And that's actually how you grow. Cause if you, all you do is focus on the goal, mm -hmm. then you have an opportunity to fail. But if you change yes. the system, like I want to, I want to be a and healthier you feel person. Like a failure, right? Yeah. Like, that's uh, Oh, so I want to be a healthier mm -hmm. person. Well, what, what do you have to change in your life to make that happen? It's mm -hmm. not the goal of becoming a healthier person. It's changing those systems. And in the same way you decided that you wanted to reach some kind of goal. So Annie, you decided to prayer walk. Yeah. You changed a system in your life in order to That's make good. sure that there was growth. Mm -hmm. no, and yeah. and the, the thing I love about God is that any kind of growth will go towards his goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Any type of growth will go toward his goals. That's beautiful. Matt. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling like this is what I, I have fun in my, in my prayers with God because they're more yeah. conversations. And so sometimes I'm like, Lord, you know, you saw that, right? Did you, <laughs> what was your, what was your take on that? Yeah, you, did you yeah. just, did you just hear her say what I thought she said? Okay. Yeah. So you going to take care of that. You want me to take, so like, it's a funny people laugh at like how I talk to God, but on my walks as well. Um, I'm like, how do you like, mo some of us can just close the door, close the laptop, just walk away. And you can't do yeah. that guy. Cause you're full of love. So what, how do you, <laughs> how do you handle us? And sometimes he's like, I just, ha I just say no. I say no. Yeah. Cause you're going to yeah. get stuck somewhere that number one, I never told you to go there, but because yeah. I'm gracious, I got to get you out of what you got yourself in. So yeah. even in prayer, that's a fun space, right? With God. Yeah. Keeping I mean, him holy, I, but he's, similar to he's you, God I is funny. Say, when I'm praying scripture back, mm -hmm. I, I will often pray scripture back because I'm, and I'll say like this, well, you said. You said. <laughs> and I know where you said it. You said. Yeah. You want me to show you where you said it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it and was I'm in red. So. And I'm not rude. Right. Uh, but I'm just going like, hey, I, I know you know the Bible, God. Right. But I'm right. going to remind you that you said you work all things together. That's right. So I need you to work all this together. Yeah, I need you to work this and, out. And I mean, yesterday I just sat 
in Colossians 1 where it says he was before all things and mm. in him all things hold Amen. together. And I said, Jesus, Amen. you said you hold all things together. Here's 18 people that are falling apart. So yeah. I'm going to put them in front of you and say, you, you said you hold everything yeah. together. Hold them together. You said that. I, I mean, I have friends that are thinking about divorce. And I said, you hold them together. You hold them together. Mm. And I, I don't know what will happen in the story, but I know that I pray the direction of what that scripture led me to think about. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Amen. yeah, I mean, and, and so to me, and, and the Lord does say no to me, just like my parents said no to me. Mm -hmm. And just like I say no to myself sometimes, you know, the Lord will go, oh, no, that's, yeah, that's not the move. <laughs> that's not the move, kid, you know, or as I'm praying that probably the thing that happens more, Janelle, is as I'm praying, I'll be praying toward a picture. I'm, I'm real picture focused. I'm real like visually driven. And so I'll, I'll see a picture in my head and I'll kind of be praying toward that thing, like a healthy family together mm -hmm. or a, a, a couple that I want to see restored or uh, what happens with what sounds fun to you, the kids book. Right. And as I'm praying, I'll go, oh, wait, that's not exactly what the picture should be, is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, the picture should be this. And then mm -hmm. I and then that kind of, again, two degrees shifts how I pray. Does that make sense? So oh, yeah. more than the Lord Absolutely. being like big, like siren nose, I often see a shift that I go, oh, that makes more sense. Or I'll mm -hmm. read something new in scripture and go, oh, that's how this works. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, you hold everything together. And what you actually meant was <laughs> that before this whole story started, you were handling it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're before all things. Not only do you hold things together, you're before all things. So I don't even have to worry because you were before it. And so I'm sorry, Lord, that I brought these things to you thinking you didn't pay attention to them. And I thank you that you were actually before this. And so forgive me for ways that I think I know more than you. Mm -hmm. And and thank you that you are before this. You were before this and you will hold it all together. Right. So it just shifts how I pray when I when I see him shift the picture. Yeah. That's right. It's like sometimes the way God's hold, God holds things together mm -hmm. is not the way we would have chosen, That's not right. the way we would have scripted, mm -hmm. not the way we would have chosen to hold things together mm -hmm. or, or created a way for things to hold together. And God's saying, right. that doesn't mean I dropped it. That does not mean I dropped the circumstance or yes. you or anyone else in it. And I love what you're saying that sometimes we need to allow space that the way God is before things and drawing us into them and the way that he is holding them together may not be the way we would have chosen. Mm -hmm. Yes. May not be the straightest point between two lines. That doesn't mean that he's forgotten our address. That's also, right. Leanne, I think it's important to say to people that if the story doesn't go the way you thought it would, it does not mean your prayers were not effective. Mm. That's, your prayers you. are still mm. effective mm. and they still matter and they still shifted things. And you may mm. not see that this week or this month or this year. And you actually may not see that until we get to the other yeah. Yeah. side of this where the Lord yeah. goes, Hey, come look at this. Yeah. Come look at the trajectory. If you wouldn't have prayed now, it yeah. didn't, you didn't get exactly what you wanted, but our prayers shift things. The prayers of a righteous person That's are powerful right, yeah. and effective. Right. And when people y'all aren't doing this and I'm not doing this, but outside of us, there are people who would say, well, I don't know that prayer changes anything. And I go, well, then don't pray, but yeah. I'm going to bust my butt praying right. because <laughs> I think it changes everything. Mm -hmm. I think it changes everything, even if I do not get what I want, right. because your my prayer still affected things. Doesn't mean I'm always praying the right thing. It means I'm doing the best I can, mm -hmm. but more often than not, I do not get the exact thing I want. And thank God that he, we said my group of friends and I say, 
a lot of times if God doesn't do what you want, he's protecting you from yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. Sometimes that, and most times that's a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yes. He's protecting us from and protecting us for. That's and right. I am grateful for that. But I'm That's not right. going to quit praying for the thing that I want either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that part of our prayer is, God, my, my daughter, she hates this prayer. I've been praying it over her forever. She's 30. And I pray, God, if you want it for her, I want it for her. And she's like, why do you pray that? <laughs> because I do want it. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, what you I want it for me? Probably not. not oh, do you know? I told my girlfriends this summer, I was like, I don't want you to ask God for God's yes. will. I want you to ask him for this. For That's... I was like, we are just going straight in yeah. and asking for this. Yes. And yes. I, so and, honest. And, Which he's totally and cool then, with that. Right. Yeah. He's cool with that. He's fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's fine with that. Yeah. You are not going to lose him no. over directness. Yeah. Right. You are going to lose him, as Huck Finn says, over lying when you pray. <laughs> right. And if you yeah. say, now I can say to the Lord, God, I want to want your will more than I want this thing. Mm-hmm. But if I say I want your will more than I want this thing, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I want yeah. to want your will the most in my life. I said it to him last night when I was taking my makeup off. I said in the mirror, Jesus, as best I can, I give everyone and everything to you. And I want to want what you want here. Yeah, That doesn't mean because I, I, he knows that I, I want this thing. He knows I want dinner. Yeah. Right. Like he knows. And so, so let's just tell the whole truth when we're That's praying. Right. That's right. It's and like with our kids. the longer you pray for to want to want his will, that yes. you're going to learn to want his will. And you're going to yeah. start to believe that too. And then God will be like, okay, you're, you're seriously asking me this. But it's like with our kids. Yeah. Hey, mom, can I, <laughs> not that they would ask us this, but we would look at them crazy. Can I eat this whole sleeve of cookies? No, son. Give me, give me the, no. take three. You know, yes. like, no, you can't, yes. you know. So I know sometimes when we approach God with some of that stuff, he's just looking down like, oh, Janella, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, one of my least favorite things is when people are like, don't treat God like a vending machine. I'm like, none of my friends treat God like a vending machine. No one thinks <laughs> no. I can ask for whatever I want and push yeah. the buttons to get what I want. Right. Yeah. No, everyone genuinely thinks, God, I think this is the best thing for mm-hmm. me or the people that I love. And mm-hmm. I am praying because I need you to move mm-hmm. and I need you to change this. And mm-hmm. And so you're right. It is this like, we don't understand. We don't understand all of his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. His Amen. thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But it also says, um, a, a man plans his course, but the Lord That's determines right. his steps. That's right. And that is a partnership, mm-hmm. right? That is a partnership where we go, okay, I see this course. Here's where I want to end. And the Lord goes, okay, this is how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership. Yeah. And so I think that it is so important, everything you're saying to give people permission to ask for what they want, recognize we don't need a whole sleeve of cookies. Don't tell me that about Oreos. Though. Don't tell me <laughs> that about Thin Mints <laughs> out of the Listen. freezer. <laughs> And mind your business. You know that they're called thin mint, so they do not count one for one. <laughs> they, are, they are three for one of a normal That's Oreo. right. Brilliant. So you just remember, pay attention just to your cookie consumption. I'm Get here off to preach mine. the gospel of thin mint. Three to one. Three to one normal three cookie. To one. I have a funny question for you. Um, okay. Yes, where God has your hands is exactly where you should be, and that's what he's doing in your life. Amen. Do you miss teaching? And yeah. do you miss teaching? Yes, I do. I miss, I mean, I'm, I, so I taught two years of fifth grade and three years of fourth grade. And I, I really miss the rhythms. I really miss the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I really miss mm, the relationships with kids. I miss bulletin boards. Like I miss the decoration, yeah. especially yeah. around Halloween. I like mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. October, November in the classroom. 
Um, I do not miss, no offense, I do not miss parents. Sure. <laughs> I, 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 get I that. can see that. Yeah, yeah we I all saw totally that coming. That. That. Yeah. yeah. I love, um, I bet you were the funnest teacher. I also love that you, that a lot of your kids follow you, you follow them, um, that you it's were able best. to officiate in one of the weddings. That's so, so super cool. And that you're like, they're all in their yes. 20s now. They're all, you know, yes. much older. So I love that. Okay, share one That's funny sweet. story, like funny, funny from one of the students. Okay, this is, I I am past the I knew you had of one. getting in trouble for this. <laughs> and so the, the statute of limitations has expired. So, and I will not say which of my classrooms this was, but the kids all remember clearly. It was the end of the year and we were cleaning up the room. You know, like y'all know how it is. The last couple of weeks of school are like field trips, projects, babysitting, right? I mean, once <laughs> you know how it goes, you're getting some of the fun stuff finished. You're doing the science experiments and the last couple of days are cleaning up. And so that I, I had, because I taught fourth and fifth, I had bigger kids and I needed the like number line to come down from the top edge of, and, and y'all probably know this, but in classrooms that have, um, the cinder block walls that have been painted, mm-hmm. you hot glue everything to the wall. Hmm. And so it's really easy to pull down and then you, and you've laminated it. So you pull off the hot glue. So I had one of my boys, I said, will you stand up on this bookshelf? Uh-oh. <laughs> Why do people let 20 year olds? Will you st- I wasn't 20, but I was in my twenties. Will you stand up on this bookshelf and get the number line down for me? And I, and I was smart enough to say, Hey, boy, number two, will you go stand and kind of spot him so that if, and I'm like, you know, over here, I'm over there, I'm helping all the other kids, but I'm close enough that I'm facing them and I can see I'm pretty close to them. Well, boy, that's on the bookshelf jumps up to get the (gasps) thing. And when he lands, I mean, he's a big boy. When he lands, it breaks the bookshelf. So the top shelf slams into the books. The books slam into the middle shelf and it shoots out into the belly of the boy who was spotting him and he falls to the ground. And I need you to know that once we knew he was fine, we laughed harder. I'm sure. I mean, it was like America's Funniest Home Videos. That he, he, I mean, we everybody saw the whole thing because as soon as he jumped and he hit, we heard it. Mm-hmm. And then it slammed and it slammed and it shot the kid in the stomach. And I need you to know both those boys have children in the school where I taught now. Oh. They both are old enough to, and I'm like, did they remember what happened to them in my classroom? <laughs> Don't walk down there and tell that memory to your kindergartner. Because because I was so young and I taught such old kids, now that they're in their mid-20s, they have kindergartners. Yeah. Right? So they're str- – and so I just think, That's oh, man, so don't, don't remember that we had a comedy of errors oh, on that last God. day of I love school. that kind of stuff <laughs> Too bad so you much. didn't have a, a – Good. recorder there that would have been all right oh i would have yes. loved it i'd have loved it and i still i mean you're right it is one of the joys there's a lot of things we can say are terrible about social media one of the joys is but most of my kids are available to see their lives yeah. and to care for them and i was able to grieve when we lost one mm. and tragically and able to celebrate at weddings and see kids and it is. I'm thankful for social media on those days. That's awesome. So special. All right, everybody, go Thank out you, and pick up What mm-hmm. Sounds Fun to You, available on the 19th. Super excited. I love Andy, you. Thanks so much. Thanks for being with Friends, us. Thanks, thanks for having me. It is such an honor to be part of what Mops is doing. So thank y'all. 
Hey friends, thank you for joining us for Moms Unscripted, a production of Mops International. A quick reminder that opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent the organization. For more information on today's episode, please visit mops.org backslash moms unscripted podcast for show notes. And join us again next week for another unscripted conversation around the Mops table.